0: if you're starting out in property and you're thinking i have no money what do i do to buy my first property or to get on the property ladder or to get accustomed to property and i'm sure you've heard of people who are a 25 year overnight success Uh, and that's what it really takes it takes a long time with commitment and dedication to make it happen now a lot of people come and talk to me and say well shaz you've got the knowledge the experience the expertise you've got the network, you've got the know-how, uh, you've now got relationships with the banks, deal sources. So it's easy for you to say this stuff, uh, but it's harder for me because I'm starting from uh, day one. And I always tell them, I also started from day one. So I wasn't born into money, or didn't have a lot of capital. I started with nothing, zero, and built it up. Uh, and I'm gonna share with you uh, some things that I think you can do uh, to do the same if you're interested keen willing and able to do uh, what everybody else does in any business by the way to make it happen Uh, because nobody just just gets into a business uh, and let's talk about property gets into property and it's all plain sailing anything but Uh, so the best concept that I've come across and I'm an advocate of it is no money down Uh, simply because you've got two parties one who has the finances And the other one who has either the knowledge experience know-how expertise or the willingness to learn and do the hard miles for want of a better expression we call that sweat equity so this person over here busy person doing well uh, could be a high net worth individual uh, or just has come into some money through inheritance or some other means and this person here is willing and eager to either learn and do stuff or has the experience and they both get together and they enter into a transaction which is generally speaking called a JV because it's limited to one particular property transaction that may then become something bigger and longer over time Uh, but for the time being, it's one transaction. The challenge we have is lots of people will say, well, I don't know anybody who's got some money or lots of money and then if they do, I don't know whether they want to give it to me or not. Uh, So that is a kind of a hang up most people have in their head, uh, which you can overcome by the way, uh, because if somebody's got money and they've got it in a bank account, uh, and they're earning, let's say 4% interest, and you're showing them a way where they can own an asset, get all of their money back and have a good return, uh, which is gonna be a lot more than 4% in terms of income, plus the capital appreciation, which is a bonus, why would they say no? They wouldn't, especially if they get all their money back. It kind of pretty much becomes zero risk once you've refinanced and put the properties on rent. Now, if that doesn't sound appealing to you for whatever reason, or you don't have the confidence, then you can do the hard miles and that's to earn some of your own cash. And I don't mean by investing lots of money to earn cash I mean, it's starting with basically working from your bedroom. So let's talk about deal sourcing. Lots of property investors I know are looking for good deals and they aren't necessarily looking to go to agents. So you again have to do the hard miles because it just isn't gonna be easy. It's not gonna be plain sailing. Any entrepreneur that you meet, uh, be it property otherwise, will tell you it's a lot of hard work. Uh, And this four hour work week, by the way, fantastic concept, It, it doesn't really exist. Uh, until you get to a particular stage where you have a lot of the people who are doing the real work for you, and you're obviously paying them a good amount of money and incentivizing them to run your business in a way that suits you and them. But until you get there, there is no four hour work week. It's called a 60, 70, 80 hour work week. That's just the way this business works. So you start looking for deals and you either rely on your own source of deals, which is the best way to do it. So this is where you go out there, and let's say do direct to vendor direct mail campaigns uh, to see who wants to sell their property, and then sell those properties off market. Or you speak to agents who've got properties uh, which they are selling discreetly, or advertising discreetly, or which aren't selling too well possibly for some reason, and the sellers will be willing to do a deal and then you start doing those deals for those agents. I'd say have your own source of income. The worst thing you can do is rely on somebody else. So through that, you then start charging a fee to people who want properties which generally tend to be below market value or are really good deals which aren't available to everybody out there. And that will slowly, slowly start helping you to build some cash. Alongside that, as you become experienced, uh, you now obviously want to do some work in the world of property. So you can very simply do rent to rent. And this is where you take a property from somebody and then let's say sign a lease for five years where you take charge of that particular property and pay them a guaranteed rent over those five years. And let's just say uh, you have a a full bedroom property and uh, you're paying, let's say, a thousand pounds a month to the landlord. You can turn it into an HMO and then rent it per room and any uplift in the rent Uh, Less any costs becomes yours and that model if you scale it up is extremely extremely lucrative and cash flows exceptionally well again requires hard work and a lot of effort, but uh, You're now building another source of income. So you have two sources of income one is deal sourcing and the other one is uh, Rent rent rental income and I think it's important to state here that if you really want to be financially independent and financially free then you've got to have more than one source of income. So having two or more will help you become financially free quicker than just having one income. With one income, generally speaking for most people, uh, it is a, I said, job, it's a salary and that's all it is because as you increase your profits, your spending generally tends to go up and most people aren't disciplined enough to keep their spending where it is and to invest the additional profit into Property or another source of income or a different business. Uh, so, you've got to have more than one source of income. So, now you've got two sources of income. One pays for your day to day expenditure, the other one you can start saving up and use those funds to fund property. But the good thing is this as you're doing rent to rent, you'll find some landlords who have a portfolio and they'll be thinking, what can I do to get out of, say, single lets uh, and get into commercial conversions? New builds, flips, or one of the other property strategies which work well for me. And if you've been working well with them looking after their property and you've had it or you're going to have it for five years and you've done a good job in the first 12 to 18 months, and so there's currency in terms of your relationship, they might say to you, Well, I've got these properties here which I can either refinance or I've got access to cash. Why don't we do a deal together? And usually you'll be the one who'll be approaching them and making that offer because they won't know you offer that particular service. So now you you can have a third source uh, source of income, which basically is no money down, using somebody else's money to build property, improve property, add value, and then share the uh, profits accordingly based on your own agreement. But to do all of that, and especially if you're starting off new, because lots of people are starting off new who don't have the confidence and the know-how, you'll again have to do the hard miles and the hard work. And this means immersing yourself into understanding property and people. Uh, So spend as much time as you can, not binge watching uh, box sets, but binge watching YouTube channels to do with property, reading books, magazines, articles, journals, uh, webinars, attending networking events, going out there and learning about property. Uh, And if you spend, I'd say, two to three hours a week every single week without fail for the next two to three years you'll know more about property than most other people about other than those who obviously be doing it for say 10 15 20 years plus but most people who are new to property aren't going to spend that much time some do a small minority let's call it 10% okay probably the old 80 to 20 rule but let's call it 10% and we can call it 20% it doesn't matter so you'll be in the minority uh, and you'll be Understanding how things work and with that knowledge will come confidence with the confidence. You'll talk to people by talking to people you'll then do more deals and That's as simple as it is and you might think "Well, I've made it really easy or I'm making it sound Straightforward that's because it is There are a lot of people out there uh, who contact me on a regular basis uh, Offering me different sums of money to invest to do deals with them Now because I've got a particular business model and a particular way of doing things, unfortunately I can't take everybody up on their offer as much as I'd like to because I've got other business interests uh, and I have to apportion my time accordingly. But if people are offering me money all the time, then they will do the same for you as long as you build some credibility and you demonstrate you have the potential to do deals and to make them work. Now with everything, the first one or two deals are gonna be really hard. They're gonna take up more time. Uh, and they're gonna take longer than they should do, they're gonna cost you more than than it should do, but through that process, you're going to learn a lot. So I'd say start off really small, maybe work with a flip or work on a flip, and then slowly, slowly build on that and work on different property strategies like commercial conversions or new builds, Uh, or even you can do uh, speculative planning gains uh, depending on your attitude towards risk Uh, and how much research you do, because sometimes you can can be reasonably confident uh, that planning will go through on a particular piece of land. Uh, As long as you do the research in terms of look at the local plan, speak to the planning department, uh, and make sure that that particular piece of land uh, is in the local plan, rifle development, local authority supports it. That's still not guaranteed, but if if, if you're ticking all of those boxes, it's more likely that you'll get planning because the local council wants to make it happen. Uh, But that's uh, an aside. I'd keep it simple. No money down is the best way forward, I think. But if that doesn't work, then you do deal sourcing alongside uh, rent to rent or rent to SA. So you're building cash and, and you're building a reserve fund and you can at the same time then start doing JVs with other people. And the funny thing is it's a bit like banks. When you have money, banks won't want to lend you money when you don't have money. Banks don't want to lend you money in a roundabout way. The same applies to property. When you have money, uh, lots of other people want to give you their money because they see that you're good at doing deals and making things happen. Uh, so in the early days, it's a hard graft, but if you really want it and you're keen and you're eager and you're committed and you're motivated, you're gonna make it happen. And if you don't want it, you're gonna find 1,001 excuses for why things aren't working out for you.